0: Welcome back everyone. This is One Drink In. I'm Chloe. And I'm Nilu. And if you're new around here, we are two 20-something year olds living in Chicago and we're sharing our dating lives with you and bringing on experts to give you the advice we all need.
1: Today we're bringing on the handsome Case Kenny and finding out who the real guy is behind the coffee cup. He's bringing a male perspective to answer all your relationship questions.
0: We're so excited for you guys to hear this week's episode. And if you guys like it, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe. And feel free to send us a DM and let us know your thoughts on social. You can find us on Instagram at one drink.in. Let's get into it. Yeah, that's what I said. Case, you came out with a new journal today, right? Unbothered? I did,
2: yeah. That was why I was Dropped late. Not today?
0: That's amazing. okay. How, how has that Congrats. been? Uh, yeah, it, congratulations. It's been a crazy
2: day. Thanks. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Good, good. So, okay, I know you have three journals, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is the third what is unbothered gonna be mostly for who's that good uh, it's, for? it's
2: it's like an anti-anxiety kind of focused journal okay. the other ones, other that. ones are focused on other things. so <laughs> this one's focused it's for anxious people, which I think everyone is at this point. so I figured <laughs> now would be a good time to release it
1: for sure did you release a cbd with it or
2: i have so many ideas so we'll see about that in the next year everything just takes so long to develop
0: how did you start with the journals like when did you really start getting into that and like creating those
2: um only in april okay so it hasn't been that long oh before it took me like six months to develop it and then i Mm -hmm. launched it on indiegogo and then i started selling them in like the middle of the pandemic and that's when it blew up frankly so then, everyone's
1: writing about their feelings and
2: everyone's working in on, their their feelings. Selves,
1: on their feels.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's weird to say that like COVID has been kind to me, but it has. And it kind of yeah. worked out well, which is awkward. But I mean, it's helping people that I'm all for it. So it's like a, a large business in a relatively short amount of time, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: So are you a big journal guy before this then? Before you came out with your own journal? You journal- Not really. That was
2: the thing. I was like, I... I wanted to be a journal guy, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. I bought a bunch and they were all like really annoying or they were like empty and I'm like super ADD. So it's like filling this page with your thoughts. Like, I don't really know what to do with that. So I, I just was like, oh, I'm going to develop my own. That's like a hybrid of like prompts and, and unprompted. And now I journal on my own. So you got to create sense.
1: it. I had a few people that did uh, DM us when we posted that you were coming on and they said they just bought your, your previous one. And. One girl was like, I'm waiting on the new one to drop.
0: I'm like, oh, okay, oh, wow. well, that's cool. cool. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm curious what questions people have. All your fangirls. I, I wonder if all my my Chicago-scorned lovers hopped in there and were uh, talking shit about me. Be- Do you
0: have a lot of girls who recognize you when you're out and about?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just because, like, most of my following, like, started in is Chicago. Is in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean... I don't know. Not that I'm like super recognizable, but like my aesthetic is exactly what you see on Instagram. I wear ripped jeans and Vans, and you could like find me with a coffee (laughs) cup. Like it's like, oh, that's probably Case. But yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool to have like a like a nice like local Chicago following.
1: Yeah, we want to get to know the real Case Kenny. What people don't see, we're gonna try to pull (laughs) behind the coffee cup.
2: Ooh, I like that.
1: Behind the coffee cup, what really goes on?
2: Let's do it then. (laughs) You're gonna have to pull it out of me though.
1: So. I guess we can start with, we matched on Raya, and you didn't message me back.
2: (laughs) I I wanted to get ahead of it, because I realized that, and that's why I texted you the other day.
1: I'm totally giving you shit, because I don't really use Raya that often. For the record, I did DM you at a late time, and I don't know why the hell I was awake anyway. I don't know you made me a little nervous and i didn't like that what'd you say (laughs) i don't know because i literally don't have conversation i think i was just like oh hey we have a lot in common cool and then i was like "Ooh, i said that at four o'clock in the morning probably should back up
0: a little bit (laughs)
2: well first of all i think that's like the ultimate power move i love that i I don't know why i didn't answer to be honest it wasn't like like a lack of interest i think honestly it was probably like everyone on raya is in la or new york or miami so anytime I get a riot message, I'm like, ah, fuck it. Like it's probably not yeah. something I'm interested in. Cause I don't want to do yeah. pen pals with anyone. So honestly, I, I remember <laughs> looking at it and then just being like, whatever.
1: So you don't do long distance is what you're saying.
2: I mean, I'm not interested in like starting out long distance. <laughs> like, okay.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> okay. COVID and quarantine dating. You're not doing any long distance pen pals.
2: I mean, just like casually, I'll like talk with people, but nothing like, oh, yeah, let me go to Skype tonight. Yeah. And no, none of that. No, I'm like, <laughs> kind of I'm fantastic. like retired from any and all dating for COVID, just for a little bit. Okay. It's been nice. Yeah.
0: That's good. Take a little break. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I think now's the perfect time. It's been fantastic.
1: I don't know. I think it's like dating people in other cities can be fun because they they have their lives there. You have your life here, and then you can go visit every now and then and get a little trip out
2: of it. True. Yeah. Uh, I've done that I'm kind of like over that <laughs> like I've been there I've done that been there I've done that
1: Case I... Kenny is in Chicago everyone he is single and how old are you
2: 32 32 good age right and he's the... looking for that's someone the perfect
1: age
0: <laughs> yeah that's actually the perfect age
1: how um, old are you all
0: I'm 27 just turned I'm 27
1: 29 but I'm telling people I'm 27
0: and I'm telling people I'm 25
1: <laughs>
2: So you just subtract two years? That's your... That's yeah.
0: your well, we were... Everybody we were at a look. Okay, we were in Tampa and every time we told people our age, they were like, oh, and oh then it was oh, really okay. good for your age. And we're like, okay. So we're like, <laughs> like fuck, <laughs> I'm a girl.
2: Tampa, oh, yeah. damn. I know, you Trampa. 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 <laughs> Bye, Tampa. See ya. That's See what, you I Trampa. think that's the... I think, like, for women, I apparently 30, 32, that's the perfect male age. I think for... A man who's in his 30s, like, the perfect female age is, like, 25 to, like, 30. Yeah, in there. Like, that's, like...
0: Are like, you being nice? Are you no, be no, I'm serious.
2: <laughs> this sounds weird. Literally, if, like, you're under 25 or, like, 26, I yeah. probably don't have any interest in talking to you. It's no, nothing about you. It's just, like, you're just young. You're too like, young, yeah. You don't have perspective. Different point in your life. Yeah.
0: I have that struggle right now because... I started talking to a 22 year old, which I'm always like 30 and older. I'm 30 and older, older guys only. Then Chloe introduces me to her young men that she loves. And now I'm like, wait, what am, what am I doing here? <laughs> He's mature for 22. I would not put up with like an immature 22 year old. 22 sounds so young when I say it, fuck.
2: Ugh. 22 is young. This one time, I don't know if I've talked about this in yeah. the this one time. This is when I would I would go out with girls who DM'd me and stuff. I really literally don't do that anymore. She like DM me. I was like, Oh, you're attractive. So we went to Soho and we're just like shooting the shit. And I was like, I'm running out of questions. So I was like, something, something, something. Oh, like how old are you? And she was nineteen. That was I was Oh my God. I was like, I was like, first of all, we're gonna get kicked out of here. Second of all, like (laughs) you have a permission slip. Like what is going on here?
0: (laughs) Okay. But
1: she looked older. She looked at least twenty one, clearly.
2: Yeah. She looked 25. Like, yeah.
1: Yep. In two years. Then like the 15 year olds on TikTok. I'm like, I didn't look like that. I don't even look like that now. Let alone.
2: Yeah. I, I could not, <laughs> I could not tell how old she was at all. But...
1: So we all like younger.
2: Noted. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: so what is your type then? Can we ask that? Yeah. Okay. Emotionally and. I don't want to say physically but i guess like what are you drawn to
2: yeah i mean i think it's the lamest answer in the world i really i literally don't feel like i have a type apparently i have a type for like brunettes i've always dated brunettes but i dated a blonde somewhat recently so uh, no i really don't have a type physically (laughs) i think emotionally like it's the cheesiest answer in the world but like someone who (laughs) it's like someone who's kind and empathetic it's amazing Mm -hmm. how many like women i've dated who just like aren't that Like, fundamentally, it's easy to protect your like those things. And the the other thing is, I I really am drawn to like an entrepreneurial spirit at this point, someone who really does want to create something of their own and make an impact through it. I just feel like otherwise, whoever I end up with isn't really going to understand me because that's my whole vibe. Yeah, some combination of those things.
1: But otherwise, yeah, you have to have similar interest open.
2: for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: You know, I'm like the millennial matchmaker, right? That's why I'm asking all these questions. I'm like known <laughs> to set up people. That's how I met Nilu. So here we are.
2: Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Like, I'm really open to things. I mean, I like I feel like people who have like really specific things. I, I never really understood that. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I think there can be like a broad checklist. And checklist meaning just like kind of what you said, like have an entrepreneurial like mindset and live in Chicago mm-hmm. and things like that, but it's more of like a mindset
2: also uh, (laughs) uh, a woman who's a good texter i I don't like bad texters like that's like i'm learning that that's like important to me like that's so annoying it's so annoying when people take forever to text like i don't i don't know
0: okay so when you say bad texter do you mean someone who's not good at responding or like can't hold a conversation in text or both
2: both but mostly the former if you if you take longer than I don't know I would say like six hours maybe let's say you had a long day you're Oops. down on the docks at your shift or whatever you're doing otherwise yeah just I don't know it that always just annoys me
1: no I agree I mean, with you yeah <laughs> do you like do you like paragraphs though or do you like thoughts <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. That's a good one.
1: Those are two different people as well. Yeah.
2: I actually like screenshotted something like that earlier because, like, that's kind of funny. Like, which person are you? Are you like, I don't have a preference. Probably, probably yes, just do. like one, one thought, probably. See, so like, what are paragraphs? you? What are you though? I'm, I'm, I'll, yeah, I'm paragraphs. You're paragraphs? paragraphs? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, oh, I'm,
1: <laughs> and then no response for like a few hours. You're like, you're all my thoughts. They're together. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, now yeah. you can respond. Okay, got it.
2: Got yeah, because yeah, I, I think things through. I feel like the, the other option would be just like fired off. And then you're like, and this, and this, and this. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. That's <laughs> me. Different communication styles.
1: <laughs> I sent Nealu a paragraph this morning and she didn't respond for like three hours. And I was like, I knew it's because I sent her a paragraph. <laughs> like it wasn't. Like I need,
0: I need time to process thoughts. this. This, like,
1: this, this. But the new reply feature is phenomenal because you can reply to four different subjects at the same yeah. time. So you're going to have four different conversations in one conversation does that make sense oh really i know we're exhausting we both have add really bad that's interesting (laughs) so (laughs) sorry i didn't respond for six hours but i was also out drinking and i put my phone away because i don't like to text and drink i think it's really a bad idea
2: it's very mature of you
1: do
2: Do i dm people yeah i'm more of a like i sit on the receiving end i don't know (laughs) like
0: oh so you get a lot of dms
2: yeah yeah
0: that's great Oh, okay. But you're, you're done dating girls from the DMS,
2: right? For the most part, I've learned my lesson for one, the internet's the internet. Like I can make myself look like the best, most amazing dude in the world. And some women think I'm attractive and that's fantastic. Some people are drawn to the message and that's fantastic. But I don't know. I, th- I th- Honestly, I think it's like a little unfair to me sometimes like these women will be like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, like you're good looking and you're this amazing man who can communicate mm-hmm. his feelings. So like I meet this person and she's expecting this amazing dude. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm not that guy, but it's like it's just like the bar is so high. Right. Like, I'm going to freaking it's not going to go well. So I like I yeah. would genuinely prefer to date someone who like doesn't know anything about what I do.
1: Yeah. Like treats you like a human and not like a fangirl. Also, Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I will say respectfully, there's like self-help junkies, men and women who like are Mm -hmm. really into self-help, like anything self-help, they gobble it up. And it's like, I I, I love like my influence and self-help, but it's like, it's just a part of my life. It's not like something I eat, sleep and breathe, but some people it's like everything. And like, they want to, they want to talk to me. They want to be like, oh my guest case, like, let's get coffee. And I love you. And also let's talk about frequencies and chakras and vibrations and manifesting. (laughs) I'm like, I like, I just kind of want to talk about, you know, sports (laughs) <laughs> or like I mean, joke about dicks or something like just something American like that.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: it's a combination of those those things of why i've strayed away from doing that
1: you're like this is not therapy <laughs> yeah,
2: therapy you can
1: listen to my podcast that's another <laughs> point. voice too, is yeah. very therapeutic we'll say I yes it is often but i was like i could listen to this all day
2: oh yeah that's funny i need you
1: to throw in some dirty
0: things every now and then <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah you gotta keep people interested
0: oh yeah for sure yeah, keep, it, keep it spicy a little yeah yeah that's uh, awesome so are you originally from chicago
2: born here lived in virginia for most of my life went to notre dame moved back here oh nice 11. Okay. yeah
1: so what were you doing before like we want to know before podcast yeah. who is case kenny
2: same dude <laughs>
1: like what were you doing like paint us the picture here
2: <laughs> i worked in advertising okay, i worked okay. at a bunch of ad agencies and ad tech And that that was about it.
0: When did you start to kind of build your, I guess, social media and everything you've been doing now in the podcast?
2: Yes, I started in 2014, but really honestly, didn't get serious about it until 2018. So I, I launched the podcast in 2018. Prior to that, I was blogging, doing a bunch of different things, online writing. 2018, got out of a relationship, was like kind of like vibe of like, who is case. I was so caught up in the relationship. I was caught up in my job at the time. I was like, you know, who am I outside of those things? So I was like, I'm just going to start talking about it on a podcast as like a challenge to myself. And I did, and it like blew up. I, I, I honestly, I kind of got lucky and then it just kept going up from there. And yeah, that's basically it. And like, I didn't really have, I never set out to talk about I mean, I, I called it new mindset who dis, but that was kind of my like cheeky way of being like, I'm just going to talk about, you know, self-development stuff. I never in a million years thought I would talk about dating at all. I still think mm-hmm. I'm not qualified, but so I waited until episode 69 to do it. So episode 69 was my first dating episode, launched it, crushed Good it. Good number. This is the oh, so, 69. This is so We're going to do it's it. It's
0: spicy.
2: Uh, how do you feel about 69? So yeah, so I did it and it just <laughs> blew up and like ever since then, I've like, I've just been doing more and more dating content because that's what everyone wants. (laughs)
0: People, people love the dating content, whether it's like you're exposing your dating life or giving dating advice. I feel like people just get invested in dating.
2: Yeah. I think it's more relatable too. I think the mindfulness stuff is a little, not, not everyone has the time or capacity for it, but like everyone is dating, has dated or will date and every, everyone everyone wants to hear about how they like deserve good things in life and dating Mm -hmm. is one of those areas where like that's everything about it like that's your intention is deserving good goodness and respect and also dishing it out so like I think people really gravitate towards it
1: I love that so that was the pivotal moment like the breakup
2: I think so I I think in retrospect that it make it sound like a bigger deal but yeah honestly like like we lived together, like we were like very serious. And then that ended and I came out of that. I was like, you know, now I have this opportunity. I have all all this free time. So I'm like, I could either play Xbox or like start something cool. So I did both and it was sick. I'm a big gamer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was the moment. But I mean, honestly, it was, it's been the past like year and a half that things have really blown up. Mm -hmm. It just kept getting more popular. It's like number 20 something at this point. And yeah, and then i started doing the instagram stuff the quotes on instagram and that's apparently people really like that and that's yeah. like, that's how everything kept going
1: i For think your sure. niche is just so rare because like there aren't guys that are talking about dating because a guys don't really know and most of our guys that write in it's like the blind leaving the blind like hey bro can you give me dating advice And it's like yeah but i don't know what i'm doing so it's probably <laughs> it's really refreshing hearing a guy give his perspective on dating I think it aligns with a lot of yeah. things we're
2: saying. Well, th- yeah, thank you. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And I definitely recognize that. I think there is the, an allure to that. But I mean, I definitely am blind at some times. I try to like really reflect on the fact that like I'm just giving advice based on what I know to be true in my mm-hmm. life, whether it's going to work for you, I have no idea. I try to always like tell stories to reinforce what I what I tell. So if I tell a story about something, I give an example from my life that like validates it. Like nothing annoys me more than listening to podcasts or shows or or books or anything where it's just people are just like theorizing about what what is right and what works so I always try to like back it up and Mm -hmm. people seem to appreciate that but I mean most of my following is women so Mm -hmm. I think maybe yeah to your point like maybe women appreciate a male's perspective and that's just kind of refreshing because I feel like I've been on every I've been a guest on every women-focused dating podcast that I can at this point so maybe it's just, it's just refreshing to have a, a, a male. I don't know. So it's just, like, I'm, gra- I'm grateful to be able to like talk about these things. But I, again, I never thought I would, I always thought I would just talk about like self-esteem and confidence and stuff like that. But I've done 200 and some episodes and a lot of them are about dating now at this point.
1: I want to get into single as your superpower and talking about that. The mindset of being single, I think is like dead on some of the podcasts I've listened to. I'm like, I love being single. I think it's so much fun and I embrace it, but I know there are a lot of other perspectives out there of like, I hate being single. I need to be in a relationship. I need to be dating. I need to be doing this.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the book says it. I'm very, very pro being single and I'm not like pro being single like yo you need to break up and like go out there and like (laughs) hoe it up like you need you should be single as opposed to being in a relationship it's more just like if you find yourself being single it's Mm -hmm. an amazing opportunity like it's a fantastic time in your life that ultimately you're going to look back on and be really grateful for so that's why i say single is your superpower in a sense that there's all kinds of amazing things that are really cliche to say about being single, right? Like being single is a time to to get to know yourself, being single is a time to invest in your hobbies and your passions and, and things like that. And those are all true. I just think people have this aversion to being single because they assume that being single means that you're not lovable. That means that there's a reason that you're single. Mm-hmm. So, so all these like negative connotations around it. And I just wanted to flip the narrative a little bit and say, that's not true at all. And not only is it not a reflection of your worth or your value, all it is, is a reflection of randomness and timing and luck. That's all it is. I know some amazing, amazing, amazing women and men who I have no doubt are going to find someone. They've just had bad luck in dating. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. Literally all it is. So I say that. And then I also say like, my whole thing is I try to think of things like on a linear line, moving left to right. Right. And on the right is your future. And I think if you were to go right five years, 10 years from now and look back, I think there's plenty of things that you might regret in life, right? Decisions you made. But I don't think being single is ever something you're going to look back on and be like, I regret being single in my 20s or my 30s. I just don't think that's possible. And so many people in the present think it is. Mm-hmm. There's other things you'll regret, right? You'll def- you'll regret staying in a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. You'll regret entertaining, dating someone who is clearly below uh, your standards. Like you'll regret those things, but you'll never regret just the status of being single. So I don't know, mm-hmm. just like try to encourage people to kind of hit reset on their assumption about what it means to be single. Cause it literally means nothing more than in this moment, you just haven't met the right person and the people who you met prior who weren't the right person. That's just life for you and it's
0: nothing else. So, yeah. No, I agree 1000%. I, first of all, I love being single. I feel like it's such a fun, it is fun. You just, it's, you have so much of your life to be in a relationship or whatnot, but I had a girlfriend that they broke up, whatever. And I was like, this is so exciting for you. You haven't been single in years. This is gonna be such a different time of your life that you haven't experienced yet. And it, it is such an exciting part and people need to embrace it more, I think. Be, it's negative, I'm single, I'm alone, but it is such a different part of your life that people should just be excited about.
2: I mean, I think so much good could come from it. I right. like, not to, this is really meta, but to, to even talk about podcasting on the podcast, if I wasn't single mm-hmm. currently or for the past, I've been single for the past three years. If I wasn't single during these times, I don't think I would have created what I've created. I don't think this would be my career. I don't think I would have found my passion. Cause there's something to be said about free time mm-hmm. and like selfishness. Like mm-hmm. when you're with someone, no,
0: for sure, you don't, yeah.
2: you don't free time and you can't yeah. be super selfish. And I wouldn't be able to lock myself in my apartment and write three books in five months. You know, I couldn't, that would be disrespectful. Right. You, you shouldn't do that. So yeah. you got to think about some of the random, amazing things that can come from being single. One of which could be finding a passion of yours or whatever. So like there's yeah. so many like random upsides to being single that far transcend being lonely. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think that's the only downside of being single, right? It could be a little lonely, right? And it's what it is. Okay. That's like a small <laughs> downside. Like every, right, everyone right. is lonely at some You'll point survive. in life. So, I mean, that's kind of yeah. how you think about it. It's like, what's, what's the problem?
0: Not. Yeah. I get a
1: lot of match me up with this guy. I'm painfully single or why are you single? And I never well, know how to respond to either one of those because I think that is truly a mindset. i like, I choose to be single.
2: What does painfully single mean? I don't know what that is. I don't is.
1: know, but I hear that. <laughs> no one wants someone who's like painfully single. Like
2: show me where it hurts. Like what does that mean? Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs>
2: show me <laughs> you on this ball where it hurts. Yeah. Like it seems
1: like we need to go internal before we start digging for other people to fill that void for you.
2: I mean, yeah, being painfully single sounds like that person's going to, you know, very quickly become desperate. And that's like mm-hmm. the opposite of what you want to be. be. You got to check yourself. Next thing you know, okay. you're not going to be hitting your standard. That's for sure.
1: So Case, do you think it's timing or the person?
2: Well, there's the the, the saying, right person, wrong time. Mm-hmm. There's people who are like, yep, that's absolutely a thing. And there's other people who say, there's no way that's a thing. I fall in the ladder camp. To be clear, everything that we're talking about is like luck and randomness and timing has everything to do with meeting the right person. Mm -hmm. Right now it's COVID and this is wonky timing for everyone. Like we're going to look back and be like, yeah, I was single there because of the timing. It was just weird and random, right? Mm -hmm. But then the whole idea of you've met someone and then all of a sudden it falls apart or you decide that they're the right person. It's the wrong time for you. Or they say you're the right person. It's the wrong time for them. And you're talking about things like a new job. You just moved to a new city. You need time alone, whatever kind of excuse you're saying. I don't really buy it, frankly. And obviously, again, like asterisks, like there are certain exceptions, like health, Mm -hmm. family, like things where it's like, okay, timing is definitely kind of handcuffing you. But for the most part, I really think that in life, when it comes to serious things, serious things being a new uh, relationship or a new venture, a new business or whatever it is, like there's no perfect time for anything ever. And And to think that, you know, that like the gates are going to open and it's just going to be perfect time for dating. I don't think that's the thing. So my, my whole thing is that if you, if you find yourself saying like, Oh, this is the right person, it's the wrong time. Really what I think you're trying to say is it's the wrong person or you're not mm-hmm. convinced it's the right person. You're willing to fight against the bad time. If you truly think someone's the right person and like, you really, really believe that then you're mm-hmm. going to try. And that same with that person. If someone tells you that you're the right person, it's the wrong time for them. It's kind of a bullshit answer, frankly, but I would, I would rather be faced with being rejected than being, you know, strung along in some kind of time excuse kind of vibe. So that's my whole thing. I think cool. using timing
1: is a more of a crutch or excuse. I think timing does have a play, mm-hmm. but you using it as a excuse or crutch to get out of a relationship, if you really wanted to be with that person, you would make it work.
2: I think so. You would make it work. I think so. You would, you would try, you would try, like you might try and fail. Okay. But you didn't throw it away because you're like, I just started a new job. It's not the right time for Mm -hmm. me. Okay. It's going to be tough. You're going to be really tired, but you have decided that that person might be right for you. So you're, you're not willing just to throw it out without even trying. That's the biggest thing. If you try, then, okay, then I'll buy that. It was the wrong time for you. But anyone who like says that and kind of quits beforehand that's where i think it's kind of a crutch to your point
1: love that do you for go sure. to therapy
2: <laughs> do i go to therapy
1: sorry this is a personal question no i, I no i don't the, you're kind of a therapist to all of us right now and in, in the best <laughs> way i'm just curious have you been to no
2: therapy. i've never i've never been to therapy. i've got my boys and i've got uh, a <laughs> formerly a studio paris where i used to frequent a lot
0: like a little <laughs> night out <laughs> we love that for you. we go
2: to the underground on really really dark times in my life oh yeah um i miss the cookies Mm, the warm cookies. Yep,
1: mm-hmm. those were the best. I would only stay for
2: the cookies. I always used to, I would get drunk and then put them in my pocket and then walk around and go pocket cookie and like offer them to people. Yeah, but that oh, was but that so was good. My, I was the pocket cookie guy. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, no. I mean, I, I don't really. I just go to the club by myself. At the club. Just it's dance okay. It dance I
0: feel like. Clubs, way to go. <laughs> Chloe loves her therapy. I like going to Peru alone. Who knows? So, case before COVID, what were your weekends? Where could we find you on the weekends? I know you said <laughs> Paris underground. Yeah, but I am
2: officially retired from all that. Okay. But I retired when okay. studio closed. That was my retiring date.
0: Oh, you were like, they're gone, I'm gone.
2: Yeah, you I was like, find this a is, new this club. Is... No, I'm done. I'm over it. Oh, I'm not You're over on it. Occasion. I will... On
0: occasion.
2: I love clubs. I'll, I'll go to a club when I'm 40. I just love loud music and just like hanging out and like yeah. having space to have fun. I'll never not be like, I want to go to a club. But I'm, I'm done going to a club to like try to meet women. Like that's the strategy anyway. Pay a lot of money. So get frustrated.
1: <laughs> like let me invite five girls that I met on a dating app tonight and see if they can all figure it out that I invited <laughs> yeah. all of them.
2: It's Lord of the Flies style at Studio oh, Paris. Let's we'll figure God. it out. I
1: don't. No,
2: otherwise, I just i mean the I, I spent a lot of time at soho house like that's kind of my vibe. vibe it's chiller mm-hmm. that's have you I been was. there
1: with their new little pop-ups
2: i went there yeah like two weeks ago Pretty Cool. Cute. how
0: is it
2: it's cool yeah it's totally different if you went if you haven't been there in a while you're gonna walk up and you'll be like where am i yeah they built these little like winter like lodge huts style. lodge lodge, yeah, lodge <laughs>
0: really? <there. laughs> really okay yeah, yeah Yeah. What? What? Wait, you didn't tell me that they put an ice rink? I just forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Wow. they put an ice rink up like last week.
1: (laughs) I haven't been. I'm sorry.
2: I I need to go now. I heard there's ice. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. I have questions, guys. Milu?
0: (laughs) This girl says, how can guys care so much one day and not the next?
2: I mean, my reaction to that without knowing anything was that they probably didn't care on the care. first day. They didn't care on the first day. They just they pretended or they they tried to project potential when they really didn't have that intention.
0: Okay. We'll let her know.
2: I mean, that's without knowing anything about that at all. And that's yeah. like the most cynical answer. But,
0: no, I think that's I true. Mean, it's like if he's not going to care one day and he's going to care the next then does he really care?
2: The example I always give is I I've shared this story a couple times, but I went on a date with this girl, like Women, girl, whatever. This was a while ago. I was definitely younger, and like, <laughs> women,
0: was... What did you, I'm sorry. What did you call her? A women, girl, as she, a, a she, her. a women, girl, a women, girl.
2: Sometimes people get upset if you call she, it like a, a woman her. Girl or like a girl. Like, whatever. Anyway, anyway. So women puberty. She yeah. was over
1: 19. Is what
2: I was she was all woman. and she was of age. We went like on one date. It was great. It was fantastic. And then like we texted a lot. Like very into me. I was into her back. Mm-hmm. And then we went on a second date, and we were like an hour in and i see she's on her phone and she's or she ordered an uber and i was like where are you going she's like i gotta go feed my dog and she left and that was it it was insane it was the craziest thing i've ever experienced in my life were
0: you like wait what were you so confused
2: absolutely i was like did, did, you, I visit, did you ever
0: talk to her again
2: like six months later she texted me yeah
0: did you I They always come back
2: yeah so anyway so in that scenario it mm-hmm. flipped, flipped it like she was very into me and then we know, I've never pressed her on what happened, but clearly mm-hmm. something happened. She got yeah. back with an ex, I think, is what happened, like that night. Uh, yeah, yeah. So to the question, it's either one of two things: it's either in the first place the guy wasn't being truthful and he was just leading you on hmm. for any any which reason, any reason why anyone does that, or two, he was being truthful and then something happened and, and he changed. didn't have the balls to say what happened. But it goes both ways. It's like the point of that story. <laughs>
1: No, for sure. Perspective. Okay. You were talking about going on the first date. Hooking up with someone on the first date. I think it's fine. Fine.
2: Yeah. Great. I th- people we, love we love that. We so love
1: that. We love that. We you it's like... that. Are you judging a girl if you hook up with her? Like, are you putting her in a bucket? Not in a bucket, but like in a category.
2: <laughs> I hope she's okay. <laughs> put that bitch in a bucket. <laughs> I don't want to put her in a bucket. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> not even touch her
0: don't ask us about idioms. Okay. (laughs) Whatever those phrases are.
2: Uh, No, but Uh, I I think I'm trying to remember. I posted a quote about that a while ago. It wasn't even my own quote. It was like, there are plenty of examples of people who hooked up on the first date and then got married. There's plenty of examples of people who waited until date six to hook up and then they got married and divorced the year later. It's like, it goes, but there's no right way Mm -hmm. to do anything. Like the whole, like stigma of hooking up on a first date, mostly, directed at women i don't think it's (laughs) fair for one but i also just don't think it's accurate like who is the grand arbiter of what is the right way to date i mean there's literally no rules
0: what was the hardest pill to swallow but the most necessary so like maybe just like a lesson that you learned the hard way but was necessary to learn
2: that's a good question i would
0: say for me it was probably like I think with my very first boyfriend, I think I had a hard time letting go and realizing you're going to be okay after and almost having that obsessive, we're going to work it out. We're going to be together again. And this is like college X, so irrelevant now, but at the time I was so stuck on him and I didn't think I would ever move on. And it's once you finally move on, you look back and you're like, what the hell was I like stressing for? And now I think every single relationship I've gone into since then, I've never had that same experience of being so hard to move on or that I'll never find love again or I'll never meet someone again I think first breakup is always really hard and you learn from it and then the next couple (laughs) are a little easier
2: yeah I don't know that's a good question I think for me maybe it's like there's like in and I'm blurring the lines of dating and life and business and everything but there's there's always going to be someone out there who like on paper is better Mm -hmm. like better looking more Mm -hmm. successful funnier so I think when you consider that within the realm of any aspect of life, like your talent, your ability, or your love life, it's really easy to get hung up on, on that comparison. And I think that's a pill we need to swallow, that there's always going to be someone out there who objectively, you're like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't be in this relationship with her. I should be with her and she's got swag or whatever. I talk to my guys, my friends about this all the time. It's like, you know, everyone can have these like objective checklists of things that they're attracted to and the grass is always greener no matter who you're with for the most part. But I think there is an element of at some point needing to check your ego and going with like how that person makes you feel. Like I was talking to my, my friend the other day and he, he was dating this really attractive woman who like seemed really cool. Like tell us about her. And he was like ranting and raving about how she was this and that. And so supportive and amazing. And then he made a comment about something like, something random about her appearance that like wasn't his type it was like hair or or, like boobs or something stupid like like, dude like everything you just described was she makes you feel amazing like Mm -hmm. it's perfect for you but you're getting hung up on this one thing which falls into that bucket that i just described that there's always going to be someone who is better and Mm -hmm. i think i think we we like we need to check ourselves a little bit it just comes down to what is that feeling that you're trying to create for yourself and someone else and that is like the north star for you you could be perpetually single you could be a perpetual bachelor not that you necessarily want to but because you allow your ego to continue to like lead you in the sense that there's always someone better and there's been settle until i have that better perfect person so i realized that i think i've i've tried to be a lot better about that and it's definitely not as easy, but I think it's the like the, right Oh yeah, for sure. Have. Yeah.
0: No, I think a lot of people can struggle with that. Yeah. I think my
1: pill would be Adderall. I'm just kidding. I like my, Adderall. Um, my pill would be keeping something around too long. I used to entertain a handful of guys at the same time. And I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing yeah. this? Why am I keeping them around? And I'm giving them all like 20%. And it's like, that's not what anybody wants, but I struggled to cut it off because I am very empathetic and I didn't want to hurt their feelings because I liked them as a person. So that's probably why I have so many guy friends now. That was actually a question. How do you reject a guy politely? And what do you do if he keeps texting you and he's not getting the hints? How do you let
0: people down? Easy case.
2: (laughs) That's a good question.
0: Or do you just put it out there and say it how it is?
2: I mean, I know how I do. I'm trying to... I'm trying to think how of do it you up. do so, it so well. For one, I really try to avoid what you just described as like I try not, I'm not that I'm saying that you lead people on, but that like you keep them around for too long. For me, it's like one, two, okay, done, yeah, like in the sense that one, two, okay, I know we're not gonna be a thing, so I've got to let you go. I'm out of that phase of like having a roster, I don't, I don't vibe with that anymore. Yeah. So, for one, <laughs> it's, much, yep. it's much easier to let someone down sooner than later. So, but two, otherwise, I mean, my go to is hey, I just don't think we're a match for each other. And you leave it at that. You mm-hmm. don't say anything about them specifically. You just don't get that personal. If they continue to push on it, there's no need to be specific. I feel like you kind of want to. I feel like there, there's no need. So I just say, hey, I don't, I don't think we're a fit for each other. That's it. I mean, so I don't yeah. know. The
1: nicest way to do it, for sure. To
2: do the trick. I've never been stabbed or stalked.
0: I guess that's good. So
2: you're yeah. not
1: going after too crazy of girls yet.
0: What's the craziest story you have had that a girl's, what's like crazy girl shit have you ever
2: had? To deal I mean, with that. Oh, I've only yeah. I, um, I've had a, I've had a, i have had have had ai mean, I've had a couple. I had one who like figured out where I lived here and like would come to the lobby and kind of hang out until she wanted me to come down, and obviously I wouldn't do that.
0: Yeah, well, that's what that's, that's, <laughs> that's like next level. I, I was mean, thinking yeah. like just like calls a lot or like texts a lot, but no. not shows up in the lobby. What's Reached the craziest up. thing you've done? I mean, college was like a different breed. I used to the normal crazy girl stuff.
2: Give me an example, give me an example of something crazy. I'm just curious now.
1: One of my girlfriends who I love, we were hanging out with two guys and w- the guy that she was hanging out with said like, hey, this isn't a good fit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was still hanging out with the other guy. And so she was trying to like, hang out. I left them to go hang out with her. And then she left me a little while later and she went to their house and went into his apartment and got butt ass naked in his bed to like, I had no idea until the guy called me the next morning. He's like, have you talked to your girlfriend? And I'm like, no, why? He's like, well, she was butt ass naked in his bed. Like, can you imagine coming home to a guy? You were like, like coming home to your bed and a girl is in your bed
0: and like she's passionate passionate. there's there's worse
2: things that could happen i I was
0: gonna say in so my ex-boyfriend in college i was like obsessed with i I don't know college is just a different mindset i mean i went to ohio state so it was a little crazy Got it. and i was the sweetheart of the frat i had the codes to the houses and my ex was in it and they live right next to the bar so like a hundred percent after the bar i have gone in and like gone into their house and gone into his bed I don't think that's normal, uh, but like not. at the no, time, not. I just didn't care. You know what I mean? We dated for so- however long and I was like, whatever. If he thinks I'm crazy, he thinks I'm crazy at this point. Yeah, and then the next happens. day I would wake up and freak out and like sprint home because I'd be like, fuck. <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> you know not, what I mean? That's like an acceptable level of crazy, I feel like.
0: It was it like be- crazy girlfriend college yeah. edition. I'm yeah. way more, I've toned it down since then. And I dated the same for that. Guy all throughout college. So
1: I never had that like crazy girl. But okay. the craziest thing would just be I lit his things on fire.
2: <laughs> that's but like, like stereotypical, crazy.
0: But like, it was that's a, crazier. I didn't
1: want it. I didn't want to. Okay. It was just proving a point. He cheated on me. And I just said, okay, this is done. And then you can come get your things. And he didn't. So I literally just put him on fire and threw him away. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walked away.
2: Oh, this took a turn.
0: Damn. Okay. Could have worse. Could have I thought worse. drunk stumbling into my ex's house was bad. Let me just yeah. throw some shit on fire here.
2: Like I burned his family's house down. It was awesome. fantastic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Chloe. Speaking of families, when you break up with someone, you lose the family. And I think that is the worst part in in the breakup sometimes it could be the best the family sometimes but if you love the <laughs> mom and love the sister and love the family it is so hard especially when they continue to dm you or follow you up. why
2: do they do that that's,
1: how yeah, do you cut that. off the family
2: that's tough i don't know I, i'm trying to think back to my like last serious relationship I was not a fan of her family so like that was, <laughs> so that, was easy. that was easy for me yeah they were not good people in my mind respectfully yeah
0: i think my best. my most recent ex the one that i lived with and was like really close to had stayed, had stayed at his family's house and everything like loved his family but i think when you break up you just have to respect him enough to let go of that you yeah. can't just the, be the, lingering the, around
1: but i'm saying the family they're reaching
0: oh, out. oh they're like reaching they're out asking, like how do you cut off the family like they're reaching out to her i would mute your stories maybe like unfollow if you have to tell the guy be like hey do you mind if you have your family not reach out to me it's hard for hey, me why are they so obsessed with me I'm but yeah. you could just be like yeah. it's hard for me to move on when i'm really attached yeah, to your sorry. family and they're talking to me whatever hey
2: mm-hmm. what did you yeah you must be good with families I don't, that's never happened to me <laughs> they're like all right God, it's like a full package
0: deal because
1: then you yeah. get the friends the family everybody but i think just communicating that's just curious yeah. your perspective
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I think you got to see it as a package deal and if they're continuing to communicate, then you hit them with the same as you'd hit someone you're not interested in dating anymore because you need to.
1: Now we're hitting people again.
2: Yeah. Now we're such a violent podcast. This is getting
1: violent.
0: Just
2: don't know. (laughs) Burning houses down.
0: It was one time. This is not undating, but someone wanted to know how do you stay inspired and keep your creative juices flowing?
2: Yeah. Well, I think the easy answer for me is like having like a high value, highly creative social circle. You're only creative. You're only as inspired as what you see and experience. So if you want to be an amazing entrepreneur, you got to surround yourself with entrepreneurs. If you want to be an artist, like you got to have artist friends. It's Mm -hmm. not always realistic, I suppose. So I mean, beyond that, I always hate the argument that like social media is toxic and it's creating all these negative things. I'm like, yeah, that happens. But that's we do it. We're allowing it to happen to us a certain way. So, I mean, I get really inspired by the the internet and like, it's, it's easy. It's all about who you follow and like what you're trying to get out of it. If you're mm-hmm. a woman who has body insecurity issues and you're following all these really hot models and you're feeling insecure as a result, well, stop, stop following mm-hmm. them. Follow someone who makes you inspired or follow a certain mm-hmm. type of model who makes you feel inspired. And with men, like if you're want to be some I mean, these are super stereotypical examples, but if you become some baller and you're following this guy on Instagram, who's, you know, posting on his, his private jet and that's making you feel insecure, well then stop, follow someone else. It's like, it's all in your control. Right. Um, I mean, that's kind of my vibe. You got to seek it out. Like you can't expect inspiration just to come to you. That's your expectation. You're going to end up insecure because you're going to be hit over the head with the most like outrageous forms of inspiration, which usually is just like bragging and they going to be helpful. For sure.
1: Someone asked me something similar the other day, mm-hmm. and I said, what are you really good at? Like, if you're just seeking inspiration in general, like, what are you really good at? What do you know a lot about? What can you share with other people and impact other people? Whatever it is that it's easy to talk about, go off from of your strengths and go from there. And then kind of let it domino.
2: I like that. I do, so. And even if sometimes people are like, eh, I'm not good at anything, or I don't, I don't have any passions. Like, and that's, and like, I don't mean that disparagingly. Like I, I mm-hmm. up until a couple of years ago, I was like, yeah, I'm just an average guy with extraordinary hair. That's a, really, a, that's a Can we see? No, so, that's a it's, a, it's a, it's a eastbound and down reference. That was, that was a deep cut. Oh, um, sorry. We didn't get that's it. That's how he describes, that. he describes himself. He describes himself as an ordinary man with extraordinary hair. Anyway. I think a lot of times, like until you find your stride, it's tough to be like, oh, I'm good at this. So I'm going to lean into this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I encourage anyone to, to create anything that they can. That's why I like, I encourage people to take as many selfies as humanly possible. I think it's cool. It's like, if, mm-hmm. you, if you're proud of the way you look and your vibe and like post it, like if you want to yeah. post an inspirational quote and then write, You know, something about Gandhi when you're in Tulum on the beach, like have at it. Like, that's cool. Like, whatever. Like, I have no problem with that. People like hate on that kind of stuff a lot. But anything that's creative and is an output and that, you know, you do from a a somewhat decent place of intention, I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. And then you continue to lean into it and you're going to find your stride eventually.
1: Love that. As we're talking about creative juices, someone did ask, I'm in a long-term relationship.
0: (laughs) Wait, how, do I, how do i
1: keep it creative like
0: how are why did things? the word juices they... yeah, in like relationship juice. like get no, me we're talking about being
1: creative and like in the bedroom asking, i think that they were asking <laughs> like just... how do you keep things exciting like keep being creative in a relationship sorry it wasn't i, I wasn't think referencing the juice point like creative juices there
2: was a lot of emphasis on the juice there,
1: right? <laughs> juices. I, was like... I guess okay you know what different juices whatever.
2: we could overlook it what so the question no, yeah well again you gotta well, keep in mind i've been single for the last three years so i'm a little rusty
1: trying new experiences
2: yeah i mean i travel. think it's, it's anything to break routine it's anything yeah. that breaks expectation i mean i think routines are great but it's anything that is different mm-hmm. and then i mean i'm sure there's something to be said about like there's a lot of comfort and familiarity around like love languages and like always having the same like the way that you love and the way you expect to be loved mix it up, try a different one. There's five or six, like whatever, like do something different. If you're trying to show appreciation for someone, like maybe that, that could be helpful. If you're a words of affirmation, king or queen, there's only so many different ways you could do that mix it up. Hit them, hit them with a gift. I don't know. I don't know why we keep saying hit them with a the
1: gift. Everyone loves <laughs> gifts. First yeah. case scenario, just start buying gifts. Honestly, exactly. now you're a daddy.
2: Exactly. What's your love <laughs> language? Whoops. What's uh, your love
1: language that you like to give and then like to receive? Because I think those are two different ones personally.
2: Yes, definitely. So I like to receive words of affirmation and then I've learned that I'm, I'm kind of acts of service as far as giving. Mm-hmm. So like those two. And then physical touch, obvi. Throw that, throw that in there. Got it. <laughs> what are, what are yours collectively?
1: I'm words of affirmation, which is we have long distance relationships <laughs> the way I like to receive it. And the way I give it, I think it's quality time for sure.
0: Yeah. Nilou? I would say I'm a mix of gifts. (laughs) I don't know, but I love to give gifts. (laughs) I love giving gifts. You know what I mean? I like to make them really personal. It doesn't have to be an expensive gift, but something that's very thoughtful and you put an effort into. So if you know someone really well, like you can make a really cute creative gift. So I appreciate gifts really a lot. And I like to give gifts. And then I would say quality time and then okay physical touch i'm not a super touchy person like i love to like cuddle but other times i'm like don't touch me you know what i mean like, i don't even so I, you've ever hugged me before i'm not yeah it's <laughs> like oh, that's funny i'm not but what but then when i like really like someone you'll know i really like you because i like want to be cuddled by you but if i otherwise i'm like don't come near me don't touch me
2: <laughs> don't touch that's me. so interesting huh yeah Cool. I'm
0: apparently a touchy feely person,
1: but I'm not. Like, I don't really care about physical touch. It's like, if I'm attracted to you, great. But people are like, you're kind of a touchy feely person. Like, I don't think I am. Whatever.
2: How's so. COVID going for you then? I mean, I, I up until like, I don't know. Oh,
0: COVID's amazing yeah. for me. I'm like, yeah, don't touch
2: me. Don't <laughs> hug
0: me. Don't high five. No handshakes. Nothing. I'm good.
2: Nothing. This is fantastic.
0: Did yeah. you have a quarantine buddy? Me, no. Ooh,
2: <laughs> it's it's no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lonely for Sorry, it's been, over there, a spot there. I,
2: I was. It's been a rough. It's not a rough quarantine. I I separate my my COVID into two experiences. The first six months, and now the latter. I've I've come out of my hiding, the last couple of months. First couple of months, I was just like, so heads down in my business. I don't really care about anything. And I was like, mm-hmm. kind of seeing someone long distance at that point. Mm-hmm. And then we stopped seeing each other, like in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like I had so many people, like my friends and family, that would call me like every day, being like, Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, Guys, I'm fine. Like, I am perfectly fine being alone, doing nothing. This is
2: lovely. I love it. Yeah. One of my buddies is like my best friend. He's married and has a kid. He'll like text me, like, Wellness check. I'm like, Dude, I'm good. I'm fine. Like, I I love you. We're alive and well. Thank you. Appreciate you. you. I was like, I've got my plants. I also just recently, like in the last couple of days, I bought a robe. So I'm a robe guy Ooh, now. okay. That's a whole other, that's a lifestyle. So yeah. things are good. Things are looking up.
1: Okay. I have another question. The ex. Unfinished business. <laughs> How do we close the door?
2: Yeah. Well, I think I talk a lot about closure <laughs> on the podcast and just in general. As the whole like staying friends with your ex thing, I'm sure you have an opinion because it sounds like, your friends with of your exes. I, I think it's a real challenge to do it, at least in the immediate. I think maybe you could revisit it down the line. I think the key is cold turkey. I think a lot of the times we think that, like, every once you get out of a relationship, everyone wants closure. I think that's universal. We want to close the door, we want to move on, and mm-hmm. we want this mystical thing called closure. And I think we've got it a little bit backwards in that we think that closure is something that you create together with your ex. And that, and that could take a different, a couple of different forms. It could take the form of sitting down, having a conversation and getting on the same page and agreeing with each other. It could take the form of an apology if, you know, it was a kind of a toxic issue or someone cheated or something where there was a right and a wrong. It could come in the form of just like reassurance, like, oh, we're good. Like we're good moving on, whatever. I think a lot of times we assume that closure is this, is like a team sport. I really don't think that's the case. I think eventually, maybe I think the best thing to get over an X in the immediate is you have to create your own closure, like on your own. And like the keyword there is create it for yourself and not even the word closure. I don't really even like the word closure because closure mm-hmm. is so definitive and nothing's definitive in life, right? Nothing's like on and then off, like this, that's not being human. So my my whole thing is instead of trying to create closure with someone, you find peaceful acceptance in yourself. And that's really cheesy. But I think the happiest people in life, and myself included, are those who accept that in life, there are a lot of things where you don't have endings, conclusions, stories, a lot of things that just don't make sense. And I think the more that you fight that, the the more energy you lose, the more frustrated you're going to be. So I think it's the hardest thing to do in the world, but I think it's to honestly resist the temptation to want to create that closure and instead just accept that that chapter's over. You might not know why yet. You might not know what comes next, but I think that is a much more valuable use of your energy than doing what a lot of us do, which is, oh, we need to have one more conversation, one more revisiting of why it went wrong, what we're going to do. So I think that's helpful in the immediate. I think then down the line, for sure, you can, you know, talk and, and do all those mature adult things but otherwise I think that's helpful that I mean that kind of mentality has helped me so my help for others.
0: sure I feel like if you do stay in touch with your ex or you like still friends with them what happens when you get into a new relationship then it's like you have to kind of like your new person might not be super comfortable with that. And it's like, yeah, you might just say you're just friends, but a lot of people aren't, I guess, they're cool not going to be it. cool with
1: you
0: being friends. Right. That whole situation is going to suck. So it's like, why even set yourself up for that? If there's someone in the past.
2: Yeah. I think it just, it really, really complicates things mm-hmm. down the line. I think it's possible. I'm definitely friends with one of my exes, but it was a short-lived relationship and it like fizzled and it wasn't a big ending. And like, we figured it out but other, yeah, otherwise it's it's yeah it's complicated I think you know trying like breaking up with someone and being like that's okay like we're still going to be homies not in the immediate I don't think mm-hmm. you, you are I think down the line maybe I don't I don't understand how someone can go from having like a lot of feelings for someone or at least some feelings and then also I'm just turning it off and being friends I don't know how that's possible I can't do it <laughs> so Chloe does Chloe
0: does that somehow. I, I want to
2: learn from you Chloe how do you <laughs> I like can, a I can only do like... it if
1: it's like casual if it's like okay, okay. great yeah I hung out with this guy a few times I honestly just let value him and like hanging out with him I think he's a great guy I don't think it's a good fit but then let it let it go for a little while establish friendship and then at that point I'm able to flip the switch if I've been like in love with someone or dated them I can't flip the switch like I just have to cut him mm-hmm. off turkey
2: mm-hmm. I'm more
1: speaking too of like I feel like girls have said my ex comes like back into the picture you know they break up and then the x comes back into the picture like how to stop that from happening or and moving forward instead of moving backward because I think a lot of people just go back to what's comfortable
2: yeah 100 percent. and I think that's why if if you leave that door open there a lot of times that's right where you'll go and it's not the right you know, movie. I've talked to a lot of people over COVID. I just released an episode on it, the whole idea of like allowing your loneliness to drive you back to an ex. Like, I think that is a reaction to loneliness and we touched on that a little bit, but I mean, everyone's lonely at some point in their life to think that if you feel lonely, you need to do something to fix it. I think that's a, a judgment error. Like if you feel lonely, the reaction shouldn't be, I need to become less lonely and therefore I'm going to text an ex, do whatever. Like, I don't think that should be the reaction. I think the reaction should just be to like, unfortunately should be to embrace it. But more importantly, it's to realize that everyone is lonely at some point. Like you're not this like weirdo outlier. So there's like nothing to fix there. I think you leave the door open with an ex, like when you are lonely, that's right where you're going to go. So, you know, it's up to you.
1: You have too much free time at that point. So you just need to find a new hobby
0: project or prospect. This is this was a question, but we've gotten this before. How long after a relationship have you waited before you start dating again?
2: Yeah. Well, again, I think to my point earlier, I don't think there's ever a perfect time to like be like I am fully ready because I think by mm-hmm. that point you're probably going to be somewhat desperate, and that's never a good <laughs> mentality to operate from. Uh, mm-hmm. The first person who's nice to you, you're going to fall for them. <laughs> you're literally going to walk outside and you're going to be like, I love you. It's going to be a disaster. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's that's really personal it, mm-hmm. it's a matter of what are you still holding on to? If you're still if you're holding on to something like I miss the quality time together, I miss having a companion, I miss having someone to talk to. That's okay. You could still miss those things. Mm-hmm. And I say if that's the case, there's no perfect time and you should probably push yourself and go out and date. But if you're like I miss something very specific about that person, I miss our shared mission in life, I miss this very over the top shared value or something like that, maybe that's something you still need to kind of heal from a little bit. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, if if you're missing like basic human compatibility elements and you're tying that to that person, it's probably time to push yourself to move on. But I mean, everyone heals at different rates. So I mean, even if you're six months and you're still feeling really distrusting of people or like you're just not ready to communicate I think that's fine as well Mm -hmm. I think it's you got to know yourself but most important you got to not compare yourself to other people just because your friend got out of a relationship and then hopped up and went to studio Paris that's that's on them not you (laughs) don't you you have to
1: go on a lot of dates to really figure out what you don't want and do want as well
2: yes Mm -hmm. that was a whole chapter in my book I called it your hoe phase which which is just Mm -hmm. that I mean you go out you hoe it up And it doesn't have to mean sleeping around. It just means you're Mm -hmm. going out there to experience as much as possible. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really in on that. It's like the whole thing of like people get really down on themselves. They're like, I can't believe I've gone on six dates and they're all losers and this and that. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, that's just bad luck. But second of all, now you have six instances of what you don't want. And Mm -hmm. your point, Chloe, I think you need to know what you don't want until you can find what you do want. Otherwise, it's all you're all just guessing. So Mm -hmm. as much as it's tough to like appreciate a bad date or a a shitty short relationship. I think it is really, really necessary. So that's, yeah, though, I did a chapter on that. It's like, you can read every piece of dating advice. You can listen to this episode and everything could sound good, but until you prove it for yourself, it's just theory. Like you could read every article on thought catalog. That's like, here are the, the 10 green flags to look for in someone. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, those are cool, but only one of those is really makes sense for me. The other ones aren't mm-hmm. important to me. So you got to get out you got to prove it for yourself. Otherwise, you're you're taking someone else's word for it, and I don't think that's ever a good way to live your life.
1: I positioned sure. it like a sales funnel.
2: <laughs> but a
1: quality sales funnel. <laughs> When you have the roster and then you're dwindling down. But realistically, you have to start, you have to go on several dates. <laughs> it's a numbers game, baby. It's a numbers game. You have to ha- go on several dates. to, fi- yeah. And then they'll start to dwindle down on like, okay, this is what you don't want. And then eventually you'll figure out what you do want. And then mm-hmm. you'll know exactly what If you just have one lead and you're let down every time you have one lead, you're going to be disappointed.
2: Hey, you got to fill your sales funnel. Absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, a lot of times we're suckers for compliments and validation and we mistake that for compatibility like you can go out and be complimented to the cows come home by someone but compliments are dime a dozen anyone can go out and get a compliment like it's not that that tough and i think a lot of times we mistake that for the right feeling that we we should get so i think our standard needs to be higher than a compliment than validation than you know getting along with someone like i can get along with anyone I, practically i don't think that's that difficult but i would never say oh we get along therefore we're compatible or you know he's really nice or she's really nice like it's it's got to be more than that Mm -hmm. and i know that sometimes that sounds a little selfish but i think our our standards got to be a little bit higher than that like those are all requirements of course but like those aren't the reasons that you decide to like move forward with someone there's got to be something bigger
1: So how do you shift the mindset when you're in the love cloud of he's really nice and he's complimenting me and he's definitely not the same fit? I mean, I'm guilty of it. I know that there are plenty of other males (laughs) and females that are guilty of it. For sure. You're in the love cloud and you're like all these red flags are just like all the way that they're they're not there. So how do you like think with your mind and not with your penis or your heart I guess
2: (laughs) yeah well I mean for one it's it's like it's tough to give a a great answer because a lot of times like someone reacting really positively to a compliment that could be something derived from their past where they were with someone who was abusive or with someone who wasn't nice it's like then that that is a big contrast that obviously is important to you but I Mm -hmm. think the the baseline expectation for anyone is that they're nice Obviously. (laughs) I just think we need to be a little bit more woke. I mean, I think the biggest thing is like the the ultimate question is how do they make you feel? And I think you Mm -hmm. need to strip out compliments from that. Like if they make you feel beautiful or appreciated or whatever, that's great. But there's gotta be a, a, a feeling that's more crucial to that, that I think needs to be answered. And this goes back to like, my whole thing in my book is you have to have a reason to date. It's I call it your dating. Why? Like Mm -hmm. literally the question, like, why are you dating? And it's not an answer of what do you mean? That's what humans are supposed to do. Like we're we love other humans. It's fun. You're not supposed to be alone. Like I want to have a family. I want to build together. I don't think those are like deep enough answers. I think you need a, a why that's deeper than that. That's like a little bit more selfish, like cliche example. I want to date someone who makes me a better man. Okay, I want to date someone who challenges this about me. All right. I want to date someone who inspires me to do XYZ. I think those are much better whys. And I think if you're in a love cloud, you could ask yourself is does that person align with your why? And hopefully in that moment you'll be like, Oh, I gotta think about that because right now I'm in love with the compliments and the validation where I should probably be thinking bigger picture. I think exercises like that can be helpful.
0: I was going to try and switch up the conversation to a little something more spicy. Bring it. Do you, Keith, do you have sleepovers or are you anti sleepovers?
2: Mm-hmm. I'm pro sleepover.
0: I'm pro sleepover.
2: Let's cuddle it up. Let's go. Whatever.
0: Love a little cuddle session. Why not? Mm.
2: I'll whisper in your ear. Tell you a great
0: thing. Chloe, <laughs> oh, you're, you're not team I don't like sleepover. This
1: at least not for, like, a while. Like, until you've, like, hung out a few times. Like, first date, I'll, like, cuddle. But I'm not going to, like, stay over. I'm a psycho. Because I like to, like, take my makeup off and, like, brush my teeth and stuff like that. And apparently guys get freaked out if I stop at the drugstore to get a <laughs>
0: toothbrush and makeup wipes before. I think I'm scarred from that experience. And that's you did why. did that? Yeah. Like, on their way I, home, though. On our way like home. Like, they were both like together. together.
1: Like, we were together. And we were walking home. And he's like, stay. And I'm like, well... I got to get like a toothbrush and makeup wipes. Like I'm not sleeping in my makeup. And I did. And I left my toothbrush there like as a, (laughs) I forgot to throw it away it's a disposable toothbrush. And he was like, yeah, I got freaked out. You left your toothbrush. I didn't think we were there. And I'm like, I'm, no, we're not there. It was just like, would that freak you out case?
2: Is this like your first date or second? What was this?
1: No, this is like, we'd gone on like maybe a handful. Oh, okay. Two. No, <laughs> I'm just I kidding. That was <laughs> like our first time meeting, but it's that,
2: that would be fucking wild. No, no. no. Uh, like, no otherwise, not cool. That is
1: being like leaving your toothbrush. That's not like, hey, I'm no. moving in. Like, yeah. I think it's no. more strange if I like pack a bag and I'm like here to stay.
2: No, it's cool. So I it's, feel like, like
1: that was normal.
2: Yeah, you have you have a you have you like to take care of yourself and you have a routine. That's cool
1: maybe i'll be more open to it and i'll just make sure to throw the toothbrush away or
0: i mean nothing is worse than sleeping at someone's house and not having a toothbrush like the morning
2: no that's a vibe killer for sure it's just
1: gross like you just have to sneak out at like early 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 as well so it's (laughs) like listen we're in the honeymoon phase i need you to see me like only
2: pretty yeah don't linger yeah i wouldn't recommend lingering how do
1: you get rid of them the next morning
2: Uh, yeah i've got early calls in the morning so you gotta like, go. Hey, I gotta
0: call you. Gotta you call.
2: gotta go. I gotta do my taxes. What are you talking about? Yeah, I've got st- <laughs> got stuff to do.
0: <laughs> 6 a.m. Oh, tax appointment. I get it. Are my
2: just, like, 401k is around. not looking good. Yeah.
1: You well, gotta go. <laughs> had anybody in town and do it? Where oh. like, yeah, this like fl- flown somebody in or had somebody in town. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've been there. And
1: it wasn't a good fit.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yes. Ooh, you just like you just ride it out it the. Yeah. You
2: gotta suck it up. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're buying when you're doing that's that. That's true. Like, you know what you're buying? Like you're, you're locked in for 48, 72 hours. Like you gotta, that's, that's a big gamble. I don't do that anymore. Anymore. you do not.
1: You got going to like <laughs> do a few FaceTime dates or whatever beforehand.
2: Yes. I would definitely recommend that. Yeah. Full, full resume, background check, the whole thing, whatever you can do
0: add me on all social platforms
2: yeah yeah we're gonna yeah
0: i know you're drinking water right now but what's your normal drink of choice
2: i will either drink lafroig which is a
0: scotch oh <laughs> scotch.
2: <laughs> <We're> not, okay okay <laughs> there's like a p and h there's like 18 consonants mm-hmm. in it it's uh
0: Okay. Gosh.
2: Otherwise, or, or gin and tonics. I'll house. That's I like that. gets you
0: sauced. He's a simple <laughs> guy. Sauced. We like that.
2: It's not like I need like a daiquiri or like something like <laughs> fancy. I'm really
0: specific yeah. about my drink. So. What is it? I decided I've switched up, but normally it's an espresso martini, but I make sure that they use tequila and of vodka. But now I discovered tequila, chai tea, and honey, and lemon. <laughs>
2: Like again. you order that at a bar or like that's what you make? Well, of-
0: no, I discovered it at a bar and now I want it to be what I get for the rest of winter. Got
2: it's it. warm. Isn't that like kind of what like alcoholics do? Like they drink their Coke and they'll just throw their like vodka <laughs> in it like, you're like you put your tequila in your tea. I was
0: putting
1: all, was all of my beverages, beverages in, in one place. <laughs> yeah, was like, was I like, was like, like, I want some, some tequila. <laughs> I can't and I do all these
0: sweet, beverages so anymore. Honey. Just mix them all up. no. Yeah, but I, I would say spritzio. tequila is my choice of drink. Mm-hmm. Chloe, is that yours too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love spritzioles
1: in the summertime, but. What? That's so white girl of me to a say.
2: Spritzioli.
1: <laughs> An Aperol Spritzioli. Like a pasta. <laughs>
0: Come on, guys.
1: Yeah, spritzioli. <laughs> little spritzer. Tequila and hot toddies are my jam right now. They mm, just mm-hmm. go down way too easy, and I'm like, ooh. Mm, let's
0: go. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's where you'll find me.
0: Okay. Oh, am I third wheeling here? Sorry guys. My bad. Oh. It was it was a group date. We're at Threpple now. Okay, thank you. Thanks for including <laughs> me on this one.
2: Third wheel in it.
0: I'll let you guys figure out your date another time. Anyways, case, where can everyone find you on social media? What are your handles?
2: It's pretty simple. It's case.kenny on Instagram. Everything's cool. there.
0: We'll put it in the episode notes and then you have three journals out right now. So we'll link those as well. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate having you. You've been amazing.
2: Yeah, that was fun. That was cool.
0: All right, you guys, thank you for listening. We hope you loved this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review. And if you're not following us on social, definitely go to our TikTok. It's at one drink in we put visuals for all our story times on there and then definitely follow us on instagram it's at one drink dot in
1: We've been doing our charity work this week, so thanks for doing yours as well.
2: This is like my community, my court mandated. Yeah, he's like every
0: month I have to give back to the community. This week it's with uh, Chloe and (laughs) Neelix giving them a little. I got to give back
2: to people whose lives are off course. Yeah, I've chosen you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to help us out here.
1: He's like nothing can save you guys, but I will try.